When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. PodcastOne.com presents the Ask Women Podcast. Uh-huh. A place where two comics and a professional wing girl get together to dissect the female mind. You don't know how I feel. And explain it to men in terms they can actually understand. Booze. Now, here's the lovely ladies of Ask Women. Hey everyone, welcome to the Ask Women Podcast, where you get real advice straight from the source. I'm Kristen Carney, your wonderful co-host, along with, of course, Marnie Kinress, the best-selling author and relationship expert, and I should say the book, which is Get Inside Her. Uh, and we, of course, have Mo, the man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> wow. Thank you for that. You're intro. welcome. That's the best one you've ever given me. Well, Seriously, it was the nicest one for sure. It was sarcastic, but I don't know if anyone could sense that. But it was sarcastic. <laughs> they couldn't see her face while she was no. delivering it. Okay, before it was we get bright started, red and angry. Is there anything on my teeth? No, you look good. Okay, good. I just don't want to start smiling and have like green stuff. I was eating my paleo salad. Paleo. Yeah, paleo, which is really good. It's like no, meat. it's not. Yes, it is really you know, good. it's good pizza. Yeah, that is really good. You know, it's good in and out. In and Out yeah. is good. All these things are good. You I know, just don't have cravings for them anymore. The lines at In and Out Burger are so long that they should change it to In I N N In Out because you can sleep like over. You sleep over there. <laughs> <laughs> God, I hate myself. Um, anyway, welcome to the show. We have a really funny comic <laughs> coming into the studio. The second half. His name's Eli Braden. You can hear him on the Howard Stern Show. He's a recently divorced man, which is very important to some of you guys out there. We've never really touched upon that. And no, we talked to depth, divorced so. women. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see the man point of view um and also remember to follow us on twitter at ask women podcast it's the place to be everybody but um <laughs> we watched i know i watched the golden globes this yeah weekend, and i am a huge fan of the wolf of wall street and happy that oh, leo got recognized as, well, as a comedic actor because i thought it was so funny i thought he was just fantastic I, I i want him to win an oscar because he, he never so, will i know he's, he's like so not in great the, roles yeah but like he's not favored by the people of hollywood for some reason i think he's gonna he might win this time i was surprised he won the globe but he got robbed i think several years ago when he did the aviator. by a masked man for the aviator for the aviator he got robbed by capote by uh philip seymour hoffman yeah there's a lot was. of great actors that year yeah that's what happens every year he's nominated there's a whole bunch of like fantastic male roles mm-hmm. so but the wolf of wall street was really interesting because it was like the epitome epitome of man basically it mm-hmm. was like all testosterone just watching men and i was just like thinking, if every really man like had access to that not every man but a lot of men if a, most men had access to that amount of money and like looks and charm and whatever they would all behave i'm assuming the way that uh, the, but do you think the all people would behave that way? Or no, I mean you have people like me who can barely like get out of bed in the morning. If I had one gajillion dollars, I would still be like, mm, I think I would rather like be Sleep alone. Sleep here, <laughs> <laughs> but like put put yourself okay in a room with let's say forty other women who are making a ton of money. You're all doing it together, and you're all like, I I would think that you would slowly start to change the way that you, you think would. about what you can do. It was so I was just reading a, a study, and they did this right where they brought it was a Stanford study they brought in all these people and they were playing Monopoly and one person who was the banker right had all the had the rules of the games changed so then he would win more and make more money so every time he he passed go he'd collect five hundred dollars instead of the two hundred right yeah so they were taping these people and as the game was going on the person with the more money with the more success was putting down the other person and rubbing it in their face yeah really of course and taking all of their property and enjoying every single money and just stacking and like counting their money really loud i used to do that when i was younger and i would play monopoly because we used to have a rule whenever you pass go you collect two hundred dollars like we had messed up rules for sure it was we were that kids. is the rule is that the rule yeah. i don't know because some people play that like they don't they don't do it what that that's way. the only way i would ever make money on monopoly because i'm the worst business person in the world so i'm <laughs> like, like i just want to buy any properties i'm just gonna keep rolling yeah. just going through go i'm just gonna get two hundred dollars at a time i'm gonna live very mediocre in like within mediocre terms whatever <laughs> hopefully don't land in jail or, yeah. or land on any but properties you, i'm the sheep of wall street you, or not, not even of, of like 
the sheep of Main Street, I guess. But it's interesting what happens to you when you do have that amount of money and you do have that amount of power. What kind of confidence, like exactly. false confidence it gives you. Confidence and entitlement. And entitlement, mm-hmm. absolutely. So you, what just, are we- you shit on women and they just love it. No. I feel like it was just Leo playing Leo. He's like known Probably. for like being like womanizing and like mm-hmm. I loved the joke that Tina Fey and Amy Poehler had on the Golden for George Globes. Clooney. No, for Leonardo DiCaprio. They said uh, they were introducing him. They said like they said something like like a uh, runway model's warm vagina. Welcome, Le- Leonardo. DiCaprio. Oh yeah, I like yeah. that as well. <laughs> well, actually, this is a really good transition into what I wanted to talk about today because you just said that girls love assholes, basically. So I wanted to tell you about this one guy who had written an email to me. He's one of my um, VIP members. If you buy a program from me on the Wing Girl Method, you get a free week of email coaching with me, and I actually answer every email when wow. I get a couple of hundred of them each day. Yeah, so it's a lot, but I that, those are the only emails that I respond. To you, plus the ones that are How on much the do podcast. you hate email? I, I hate it. If no, you I do, never actually, see it again in your life, would you be fine? The truth is, I, I like it for some reason. It's like it gets my brain going. I'm an extrovert, so that that energizes me. It, it becomes draining when I'm answering basically the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah. And somebody sends me like an 18-paragraph email thinking that they're the most unique person in the entire world, where I just skip to the bottom and read their question, and usually it, it goes along with what they're saying. Right. But, um, but I actually love it, and I, that's my favorite part of my job is interacting with people. That's why I like doing this. But so this one guy had written about an experience where he was in Cancun for a five-day holiday there by himself. I think he was staying like at a hostel or something where there were other people, younger people staying there too. And he teamed up with the, this group of cute girls, five cute girls. And they sort of took him under their wing and said, let's go out for the night. So they go into a taxi and the one who's like the leader girl of the bunch, you know, there's always like a leader yeah, girl. there's always who's, a leader. The yeah, who's in control. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So he, so they start talking and she asks him, you know, what do you do for a living? And he sort of jokes around with her and just says like, oh, you know, I just like hang around Cancun, whatever it is. And she kept persisting and asking him and he wouldn't answer. And he kept giving her playful responses. So eventually she she kind of got pissed off and was basically said, like, screw you. Like, I'm not going to keep asking these questions if you're not going to give me anything back. It's not cutesy. I'm not liking it. And then he he pat her on the leg in some way. And she said to her friends, oh, God, I hate when guys give me that condescending pat on the leg. Anyway, so she, she was being very clear about where she was in the evening. So, so then they got out of the taxi and they were in, like, the, the street where all the bars are in Mexico or in Cancun. And uh, they're trying to decide where to go. And he decides to go to one bar. And the leaders pretty basically says, like, hey, we're out. We're going to go somewhere else. They end up bumping into each other later on in the night. Um, and then I'm just going to read the, the second part of his email that he wrote me because it clearly explains what actually happened. So then the leader pulled me over for a chat. She said, you could be spending your evening with us if you had just told us what you did for a living instead of making a, a big deal about not telling us. I pulled away, smiled, and motioned her closer. She looked at me and said, no, I don't like that. I said, just what do you like? She shook her head. I shrugged my Uh. shoulders and begun walking away. And I began walking away. I leaned in to say goodbye to a previously friendly girl, and she too pulled back as if following the leader. I just smiled and kept walking. I'd had several chances to interact with them that evening, but instead went my own way. My initial thoughts of a great evening with them evaporated. Your comments. So am I explaining that properly Mm -hmm. of what happened? This sounds like it should be the segment that I wanted to do called Tool Time. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, where did that go? Why do you want to do that? Uh, I don't know. I forgot about it. Yeah. So, so I don't so, know how so, I could forget about it with the amount of tools there are. But. So tell me, actually, Mo, you tell me what yeah. you hear from this scenario. Well, th- this is, and look, at, women want mystery, right? You don't want to give them all the answers right up front because you want them to solve it. And women enjoy solving it, it's a mental stimulus. The problem with him is. He didn't give enough answers when he needed to. Right. He created the mystery that got you in, that got you hanging out with them for the night, right? Well, now it's like you're already in, okay? Not only that, this woman is the leader, so you don't want to piss her off. You just want to hang out with her, make her happy enough to where everyone's drunk, and then you kind of get your pick of the litter by the right. end of the night. Um, but he needed to give more answers and open up a little bit more. So then they felt, okay, now we're comfortable with this right. guy. And now right. we can have a balance of being flirty and bantery yes. and having real convert or not even real conversations. Yeah. Nobody needs real conversations, but women, especially a group of women who have invited this man to come with them. Mm-hmm. 
in order for them to get a better sense of who he is, they have to ask questions. Women aren't asking questions to interrogate you. They're asking questions to decide whether or not you're a man that they want to have with them for the night, for sex, for a long-term relationship, for a friendship, for an enemy, whatever it is. Like I had, um, he's, he's actually my lawyer now, the guy I'm going to tell you about. But um, when I first met him, he came over to my house. He was with one of my friends and we had a very similar exchange where, you know, he's this guy. He happens to be from Toronto as well. I had just moved to Los Angeles. I'm excited to meet other people who are from Toronto. He was cute. He was a lawyer. He had all these wonderful things about him. But I started talking to him and asking him questions. And I before I knew he was a lawyer and asking him like what do you do for a living and then oh what kind of law whatever it was he would not answer the questions and just keep giving me responses very similar to this guy where he was trying to be sort of cutesy but not reading what I was putting out there because every time he wouldn't answer I would get more and more frustrated with him because I'd be like what the hell's wrong with you? The thing is when women first meet a guy or people in general we have maybe like a a 25% care o meter and right. i mean like care dash o dash meter yeah <laughs> you need to make that either rise or fall people don't start at a hundred percent caring about you so if you're not going to answer any questions that immediately goes from whatever little 25 percent was there down to zero because right. you've given like you've you've come across when you do something like that like you're very self-important but you don't or very important but you don't give women the chance to understand why you're important so exactly. it comes off really gross and i think men have this pressure because they think witty banter is the you know way to get in with women they don't understand that there's a stopping point it's like if too much of anything is horrible if you went in and not bantering at all that's horrible too so you have to figure out when to stop right where the balance is and like what well chris and i were talking about this before because we you know talk about stuff before we go on the air mm-hmm. but we were saying this this is without him knowing he is the douchebag that we talk yeah. about and that's the sad part because he doesn't mean to be the, the douchebag at the, all the difference is like mo is like self-aware douchebag which is like cutesy right he's not he's <laughs> exactly. not self-aware douchebag so he's tooly exactly because he kept he kept going with the flirting even though she was not giving any of that back i understand that when you first start with a woman sometimes you got to keep going to get her to knock down that wall but if you've kept going and she's already said to you things like i hate that condescending pat mm-hmm. and just answer the freaking question. you know what that's like that's like um rowing your boat down Niagara Falls. It's like, yeah. no, it's not necessary. You're already moving. Exactly. You know? Absolutely. So that's, okay, I know you've already passed this point, but that's what I wanted to talk about for this week's chapter in the man's playbook. Okay. So basically what we're saying now is to balance what you put out there with women. You want to show that you have multiple levels to yourself. If a woman is consistently asking you what you do and you're always bantering back with her and being mysterious, she's going to get bored very easily. You have to give her something to work with. So what would be the way to handle that Literally, unless you're Superman. Right. You can't be that mysterious. Exactly. I, I would joke and be mysterious and get the, their attention, right? But then once you're in, right, and that joke is done and that thing is done, then you could move on to other things and open up a little. Because that's what, at the end of the day, you, you need to be able to open up a little bit, right? Yeah, you show have to them, give them a peek of who you are. Show them your life a little bit. And you're, even if your life, even if you're an accountant, even whatever you do, you know, if you're passionate about it, if you care about it, just kind of talk about it a little bit. Or if yeah. it's something that you're not really passionate about, be like, you know, I do this, it's now, it's all right, but you, I don't want to talk about it. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about something else. Exactly. You know, a great way to be mysterious is to be semi-mysterious within your social media. I know for me, when I met my boyfriend, Nate, he had like nothing on his Facebook. He had like three pictures and would barely ever update, but it was there. And so I was always so curious. He had to be doing something way cooler if he didn't have time to post all, sh- all the shit on Facebook. Yeah. So I think that's a really good way. You don't have to be mysterious up front. You can be mysterious on the, in other ways. Well, for this guy, so the first initial like interaction that they had where she said, you know, what do you do for a living? And he was like, oh, you know, like I'm a lone backpacker in Cancun. <laughs> and he made up this story. And she's like, ha, ha, ha. Okay, no, really, what do you do? And then he continued on with it. So, so what he could have done to show that balance, because it's all about balance. You want to have the funny guy, you want to have the deeper guy, and then you want to have the seducer. That's the balance that you're trying to maintain for the entire evening. And the seducer has to do with mystery as well, even though you're stating your attention, but it's still mysterious. But it, he could have said, oh, you know, just joking, I'm an accountant. And then you could have continued on to why you're in Cancun. Mm-hmm. So it's like you say what you do, 
like she asked. She, wa- she doesn't want to hear about like accounting yeah. and she doesn't want to hear about numbers and how April 4- 15th is going to be like the worst day of your life. But she wants to hear more a tidbit of who you are, and then she wants to hear a further explanation as to why you're in Cancun. No, there's no need to, you know, be that mysterious. A good joke to make would be like, "Oh, I do account accounting while I'm backpacking." You know, if you want to like try to continue bantering. Exactly. I'm going to stand up for man here, really okay. quick. Because sit down. Because this guy, yeah. this guy is not a horrible guy. No, he he's just, not the thing. He's not a, a douchebag at all. Know a bitch when he sees one. This chick's a bitch, and you know she. And I hate girls like this. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. No. Right? Great movie because it pins women on the nose and it pins Hollywood type women on the nose. And Robert Downey Jr. walks into the bar and the first thing he goes, oh, hey, how are you doing? Just says hi to a woman to have a conversation. Like, how are you? Right. First thing she says, oh, what do you do? Oh, you're not a you're not anything of importance. Okay, next. You know, and every girl he walks up to in that bar says, oh, what do you do? Oh, okay. No, nothing important. Next. And and it really frustrates us men sometimes because sometimes we want to go to bar. I don't need to tell you I I do I'm an accountant. I drive a Mercedes. I live in this house. It's, my net worth is Yeah, but you $2 have to give dollars. some women most women the benefit of the doubt that they're not going to be curious about what your car but, is but at the, the moment. But by the sound of this woman, she was looking for okay, you had to be of some certain social status. And I know women who are See, like that's this. not I went that's to not what I hear. With women like this. And it's the same woman who's like, Don't touch my leg, that's condescending. And I'm just like, yo, girl. Do I have the dick in my pants or do you have the dick in your pants? See, I, she, I don't hear do. that, actually. She yeah. was probably like the Berlin Wall for these women. And, and, and like he was like, trying to knock it down. And I, I get what you're saying, but I yeah. also get what Marnie's saying because I don't think she was I don't think she was looking for the specific right answers. I think she was looking for him to not be douchey. Yeah. And then once he wasn't, she figured out he wasn't douchey, he would be welcomed yeah. in. When you are that overtly a douchebag, I'm, I, and I'm a nice person. And I will tell you, I have done this to a lot of men because it literally makes my blood boil inside because all I just see such a, an unaware person, such a self, that, self-absorbed. That's what I really think. Like mm-hmm. just somebody who does not understand social etiquette. And it, it bothers me that much that I probably would have done the exact same thing. I'm not sure if I would have said, oh, great, the condescending pack, because that's a bitchy comment to yeah. make. But for me, sometimes when you are getting to know random people who are hopping along in a taxi with you going on out for the evening, it's hard to think of questions to ask. So sometimes the easier thing to ask is, what do you do for a living? Yeah. There's nothing actually behind it it's not a loaded question those girls who were at the bar for a kiss kiss bang bang i'm sure there are women like that out there absolutely don't go near any of them and just tell them to fuck off because like they're not for you but that i don't think that that's what that's what most women are doing they are actually trying to either come up with conversation or figure out who the fuck is coming in a taxi cab with them at what you do about you can say a lot so if you do accounting, that means you're a certain type of person. So I know if I met someone who is an accountant, I, just because I my brain does not know how to do math whatsoever or have any interest in numbers, I'd be like, oh, cool. We probably might not mesh. But they're but also I, an accountant that's in Cancun by themselves. So right. Like, that's which is fine. Which yeah. is fine. But it's like for women asking that question, it can create a million more things to talk about as yeah. well. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to, we're connectors. That's the problem. The problem is a couple white girls have gone on these Cancun adventures and have disappeared. <laughs> exactly. It's saying, <laughs> are, you a, rapist? The lucky are ones. you a rapist? Are you a rapist? Is this what you do every single week where you jump are, in and then you kill somebody? Am I going to be murdered? Pretty much. International story. So, so I, I know this wasn't part, you know, part of analyze this, but th- we are analyzing a situation. Yeah. So the main thing to, for, to learn from, from this, for this chapter in the man's playbook is that you have to have a balance of what you present to women and just have to be really self-aware of what they're giving back to you. If you're constantly throwing flirting out there and they're giving you no emotions back whatsoever, whether it's through text or through conversation, whatever it is, either you have to readjust or you decide to eject from the conversation because what you're doing is not working and you're not getting the response you want. So balance between flirting and bantering, a little bit of humor, a little bit of seriousness, I just pictured ejecting, and then ejecting from a conversation being like way scarier than ejecting from an airplane. Sometimes it's just so <laughs> like, hard oh, gotta, like gotta. how to get out of that. Stuff. It's hard. It's yeah. definitely hard. And women... women Get hot over fantasy and fall in love with honesty. 
So yeah. Remember that. They do, especially oh. when it's said with, that's very true. When it's said with confidence and you own it. Who did you steal absolutely. that from? I just made it up. No, in the I don't. Yes, that's exactly he made that up. So poetic. All right, well we we have an amazing guest on the show. Who do we have? We have Eli Braden, and so when we come back from the break, we will get him in here and chat about his love life. Awesome. Yeah. Hey guys, I want to talk to you about Squarespace. It's the best website ever if you're looking to get a cool, trendy website. I used to have the nerdiest website ever. It looked like I built it when I was in 12th grade 10 years ago until I came across Squarespace. It's so easy and it's super cool looking and it gives me credibility because it makes me look smooth like I paid a lot of money to get a really cool design. I had another service and it was like I couldn't ask any questions because there were no human beings. They didn't exist. It was like robot world. And I was like, I don't know. I guess if I want help, I'm just going to have to look on like a community web board. But with Squarespace, you can actually get in contact with the people that work for Squarespace. They're human beings, guys. And actually, their office or their help space is now called the Care Bear Lair. That's how caring they are. I had a question. They got back to me within probably 20 minutes with an answer. It's awesome. It's also really cheap and comes with a free domain name. Usually you have to go buy one and it's a big pain in the butt and then you can never remember your password for whatever website you bought it from. It's just $8 a month. And then if you get it through Ask Women, offer code AskWomen1 to get 10% off your first purchase. And then you also support our show, which is amazing because we need your help. So go to Squarespace. Make sure you use the offer code AskWomen1. Get 10% off your purchase. Make your website look cool, legitimate, and like you know more than you actually do. Because that's what mine is. Squarespace.com, promo code AskWomen1. That's the number one. This is an important announcement for anyone with a student loan who is having trouble making their monthly payments. If that's you, pay attention. Because there's a special toll-free hotline that has been set up especially for you. So grab a pen and take this number down. Or put it in your cell phone. 1-800-652-3707. That's 1-800-652-3707. When you call the National Student Loan Relief Hotline, you will get free information. That's free information to help you relieve the overwhelming financial burden of an ongoing endless student loan. If you are behind, late on payments, or even in default of your student loan, the National Student Loan Relief Hotline can help you. You may also be able to cut your payments in half right away. The National Student Loan Relief Hotline can also stop the harassing phone calls, wage garnishments, and even remove tax liens. The National Student Loan Relief Partner Companies have helped thousands of people just like you fix their student loan problem. Call one 800 652 for free information today. That's 1-800-652-3707. You're listening to the Ask Women Podcast, a Podcast One presentation. Oh, great. Yeah. Welcome back to the Ask Women Podcast. I'm here with Eli, or we're here with Eli Braden, the very funny, do you call yourself a musical co- comic? What's your I call title? myself a musical comic. I call myself a comedic musician. Oh, I, I like comedic myself. Music. I like that. You like, you like that one better? Yeah. yeah. Comedic, comedic musician. musician. Okay. I like it that. It sounds smart. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like that. It has more syllables. Yes, yeah. exactly. I like <laughs> Plus, it. I picture a musical comic to be like, like, musical like very 90s or something. Yeah. Or something like that. Well, I yeah, picture you lip syncing. Like musical comedy. I used to take musical comedy classes and well, we would lip That's true. That's almost like it's a, it's a musical. It's like that, that connotes right. more musical. Yeah. Uh, but comedic musician. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'll go with then. Yeah. Here we have Broadway star. <laughs> yeah. Eventually gets to. I call myself the new king of music-based comedy too. Oh, I like that. Really? I love really that. Really professional. I yeah. like the sound of that. Yeah, you're very confident as well because I would start out at Prince. I'd be like, eh, I'm more the Prince. Of- yeah. <laughs> well, but then people would confuse you like with thinking you're the musician Prince. Prince. I do yeah. look a lot like him. You do. <laughs> I'm so glad you're wearing your onesie today. Or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, is that what he wears? No, that's not a onesie. I don't know. <laughs> he wears like, body suits. Velvet suits. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. I don't know. He wears nothing. Yeah. I was watching a lot of Prince videos last night. Oh, really? really? Yeah, I was. Why? Uh, I was like, this Look is at awesome, for right? inspiration. <laughs> you know? He was like, this is what it sounds like. And he's like in a bathtub, like half naked. I watched uh, I watched Purple Rain on LSD once. It was crazy. Really? Yeah, I would recommend it. 
<laughs> what I wouldn't recommend is after it's over, switching to a documentary about Charles Manson. That, <laughs> and I'm not, not even joking. Idea. That was. That I, w- I would start with that. <laughs> that's what I would do. <laughs> well, let's let's talk about you and women and dating because that's what our show is all about. Sure. So, so for for you being a uh, comedic musician, right. and the king of pop or whatever, the king it was. of music, <laughs> yeah, yes. king of pop, yeah, yeah. king of pop, Jackson. Um, so tell us about you and your dating life. Are you well, dating? That's you I. You know what? I'm just getting back into it. I'm just getting back in the water. I was married for um, almost ten years, and oh, no. I was. We had been. To, I mean, we were together for almost fifteen years. Honestly, really. So uh, yeah, I mean, I've been. You know, I've had a few. It's been about a year, and I've definitely had a few trysts. Like just nothing consequential. But yeah, I mean, I'm just kind of like I'm terrified to be honest. Like I'm just like. What's this all about? How does this happen? Yeah. You know, I don't have my youthful good looks to fall back on the way I used to. What are you talking I, about? You look like Prince. <laughs> uh, an older Prince, though. Right. Uh, then again, the Prince doesn't really age. He no, does not never. age. <laughs> it's crazy. Wait, so what was so 15 years ago, How roughly how old would you have been? 15? Uh, I was like 24, I guess. Okay, so yeah, that's a big yeah. difference to come oh, out yeah. of it as an yeah. adult and you're in this whole new it's a different world. world. Yeah. So, so. So what are you doing to learn about this new world of dating and interacting with women? To be honest, I'm I mean, obviously the internet is great for that. I mean, it's it's a great way to just get to know somebody, anybody. I mean, not just women. I mean, yeah. I'm not gay. I'm not saying that. You sound a little desperate there. You're like, okay. somebody, anybody. Anybody <laughs> talking to get to know you. I'm on the forums. I'm on adult friend finder. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, social media is just a great way to get to know people. I mean, it, for me, it happened when I had kids, like... I discovered Twitter. I, I didn't discover it. It, was, it had already been discovered. <laughs> Christopher, what Christopher is Columbus. But, uh, you know, when I was, like, stuck in the bedroom at, at uh, 2 a.m. with a screaming kid. Right. And you've got, oh, there's this, there's all these people out there on my phone that I can talk to. And, I, you know, that's a great way to get to know people. And, I mean, I think, at, you know, back in the day, people might have said, well, that's kind of a strange way to meet people. But I think now we've realized it's actually the perfect way to get to know somebody. Because yeah. then you get to know them, you meet them in person, and you already have gone through all the getting to know you stuff right. you know via this is for friends or lovers or you know a one night stand whatever you kind of know what you're getting with someone so that's cool but uh so do you find that after you're separate i'm not sure if you're divorced or separated but in the, in the process of getting divorced okay. so are you are you trying to rebuild your life like have you made new friends now like what what were your steps besides going onto social media to get out there so that you pretty can much rebuild? just social media no really no. <laughs> just, just behind a desk well you know it's uh i haven't really put a lot of energy into that to be honest because i'm uh it's it's intimidating you know it's really intimidating and i'm really you know i have kids and i'm it's really important to me to be a good dad and to not let this negatively affect them right and i'm actually on my ex and i are on really good terms and that was very much like a thing like i gotta put my pain here because she it's her thing she has a a boyfriend my ex and that was what caused this not not any flaws on my part. Uh, no, <laughs> I mean our marriage had been in trouble for a while. Right. I'm more of I was more of a guy of like, oh well, you know we have kids. Marriage sucks. That's life. We stick together. I think she had a different opinion. I think th- different people have different opinions on that. Right. You know? right. Well, actually, that, that's a good that's a good thing to lead into. What have you learned from this situation with your ex that you're going to take into possibly another relationship? <laughs> Cause, well, because two people are always at fault. It, some, right. some outcome may have happened in the end, but there was something that was happening before that that led to a separation. I just think that any relationship, you have to be engaged. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're not engaged, it's going to die. And you know what that engagement is depends on everybody's different. I mean, it, it, I think it, there's a sexual component to it, although that's probably not necessarily true for everybody. But this has been engagement. I mean, for us, I mean, I, this seems so trivial, but I think a huge part of why we drifted apart is because we really just, uh, when we had those uh, that hour or two at the end of the day when the kids had finally fallen asleep, when we could do what we wanted to do, we wanted to do different things, you know. And um, was it always from the get go? Because getting well, married when you're in your like mid to young 20s you can change at that point you know at this point well i think we had enough we had the luxury of time and we you know we were different people but i mean i always kind of thought like oh you know it's it's good to be with someone who's different from you it's kind of a complimentary situation yeah. you don't want to be with somebody who's your exact clone unless you're prince right because uh or I me mean, <laughs> or you <laughs> amazing <laughs> but uh you know it just got to that point where it was like we just don't have that much in common anymore and you know 
I don't know. It was tough. Yeah, did it seem to take off a little bit when you started to do get into the comedy and the, all that of that scene, or did that come after the divorce or after the well, separation? Well, um, I mean, I've always been, you know, in the entertainment trying to make it in the entertainment business and I've, I've never been like super successful so it's you know if it, if we were at a point where money wasn't an issue things might have gone differently to be honest you know but it was always financial especially once you have kids you don't even realize i mean you're about to find out that you know <laughs> it's uh it's crazy how expensive kids are yeah absolutely yeah. do you have other guy friends that are going through the same thing or have that you can kind of talk to yeah there definitely there's there's been people you know a, a few people in particular reached out even people it was kind of cool because it was a couple guys that I didn't really know that well you know and they both were kind of like reached out right away and were like you know and had I had nice deep conversations with and they've gone that. through this they're going through the yeah. same thing yeah yeah or ha- and they had and they kind of knew like it helps to have somebody to talk to yes yeah. yeah. you know. well, someone I, to strangle so i work with like hundreds of thousands of men all over the world and i get lots of emails every day from men who are recently divorced very similar situations to you who are like okay i was single when i was 18 or i was 22 but now what the hell right. do i do like this is a totally new world and spe- especially with technology and social media it's co- it's actually a completely different world world um, and my advice to them is always like rebuild your single self first because you, there's no there's no need to focus sure. on dating yet until you figure out who you are again as yeah, an individual re- rebuild your man sexy yeah you totally <laughs> well, have there's to that impulse or just build it I mean I'm pretty yeah. I'm a pretty independent person like I'm, I'm kind of have a, I have loner tendencies and I like to be alone I, I'm very self-sufficient in that way but like there is that tendency to immediately I've found this thing like where you know, a couple women that I've met, I'm like instantly, like I want to instantly jump into a relationship with this person before even dating or even <laughs> hooking up. Like I want to have a relationship. You know, I could see us having a relationship, <laughs> and that's so insane. You know, to even well, you're in relationship mode. That yeah. makes complete sense yeah. because it's like you've been in that space for so long. Sure. It's like, yeah, of course I want to have another relationship. It's comfortable, and that's what I know how to do. Yeah. I don't know how to be the single person anymore. Because right. even for myself, I I would say like. I don't know how to be a single person, although I teach people about it a lot, so it might be kind of faster for me to repick it back up. But if I were, you know, God forbid, to end my marriage with my husband, I know that I would take three to five months to really focus on me and I would, what I wanted. I would take like three to five years to just finally be able to get out of bed. Yeah. And then at that point, maybe, I don't know how quick the, I can't imagine how quick the recovery would be. I've been in a relationship for like five years. And when I remember we broke up for like a day and I couldn't even imagine going into the world. And it's weird because I've always been a very independent person, but I found because I'm very introverted and I isolate myself that having that one other person is that outlet that, right. that an introvert needs you know well actually what were you just saying before oh. when off the air you said mm-hmm. a really good quote that you were like i have to try and figure out how to fit this in this actually fits in perfectly oh, grass, no it, don't say know. it it's cheesy oh, oh no it, i like it, it. Was, uh the grass is not greener on the other side the grass is greener where you water it okay and so for, for me when i hear that that means y- you you make your own luck you have to water the grass so you right. you can sit in bed for 18 years if you want being depressed about losing a possible relationship that probably wasn't right for you if you broke up or you can continue to water the grass a little bit every single day so that you take one tiny step to get out of bed then get to interacting with people then finding groups that you enjoy then and it slowly starts to dissipate and go away and you are your new single self so that you're not so attached to this relationship you that you used to be before like i i do find that a lot of people and i've said this a million times um if there's there's like a goal in mind they don't usually look at the many steps in between to reach that crazy goal they look at the huge goal get psyched out by it and then decide decided to stay where they are because it becomes way too overwhelming to them. Men who want to approach women have the exact same thing. Men who want to escalate sexually with women have the exact same thing. They think about this big picture rather than drilling it down into tinier little things that they can actually accomplish. I, I remember I, I, I've done, I've had some bad breakups, especially like three year, four year relationship breakups. I bet you've broken some hearts. Oh, <laughs> crushed them, man. That's too bad. And broken bones. But w- w- one thing that really helped me, what I would do is... A, I'd get rid of every single song in my iPod, right? Because music is is a 
great emotional trigger. Yeah, and for some sure. of these songs we associate with these other people, even if it wasn't meant for them, it was just I was listening to that song when I was with that person. So I would just start fresh with brand new music, right? Have you listened to the Macarena since? <laughs> I have. Yeah. It was so hard. She was a great Latin spice of my life. But uh, and then another thing I did, and I know this sounds really chauvinistic and pigheaded, but I literally slept with as many women as possible. Yeah, I, I, and that was one of the best advice I got from my buddy. He pulled me aside. He's like, you need to bang her out of your like, system. You need to get an STD fast, and, buddy. No, but I slept with a lot of women. Yeah. And, and it was like, and, and my, my first tendency was, I want, to, I want to date you. I want to date you. I want to make you my girlfriend. And then I had to literally stop that. Yeah. But then once I started sleeping with women, and it kind of became like a game, I enjoyed it. It really built up my man sexy, built up my <laughs> self-confidence, right? I was like, all of a sudden, I'm a, I'm a man that women want. And I found as I got older, it was easier to get women, right? Yeah. So my advice is, especially for newly single men who are maybe 40, you know, go out there, have some fun. Because you're going to be yeah. playing in a playground that that you were playing in when you were in twenty when you were twenties, right? right? Except now you have the wisdom and the man confidence to destroy and have yeah. a great time. That doesn't sound that great to me. No. Oh, really? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh, I like you <laughs> for a second, and then you're like, I hate you again. But it just seems like that would feel so empty and shallow. Yeah, and I, you, know, you know. But look, it, it, it can't be empty and shallow. Yeah. Well, how do the, what about the women though? How do the women feel like? I mean, did you find yourself? like sort of deceiving women a little bit to get in their pants let me this is what i'd tell them i'd be like look i'm i just got a fresh relationship i'm not looking for anything serious i want to be your friend i want to get intimate with you you know i want to help you be your friend yeah i was like look i look i want to get intimate with you i like you but i don't want anything serious right so i'm so i want to teach you about multiple orgasms so so exactly i would say i'll be like i'm here to build your woman sexy up as i build my man sexy but look, I'm not really. You, you use that phrase, swear, and they let you stay. I swear, I would use it all the time. <laughs> and you know what? The women. Some would of them not like, robust women. The women would be like, "That's great. I'm in." Right. And That's the thing. As long as you present it with sex, honesty, yeah. we'd have a great time. Sure. And then sure. after two months, they'd have the relationship talk. Uh, when I had a few and then days, you'd have to where set them down I... and go on to the next one. Yeah. But then they can't hate you because you were always honest. You always and you said, said it. Yeah. I'm I'm rebuilding me right now, but yeah. I'm looking for companionship. As when a you do it's break like, up, how can you rebuild like... something that never existed? Yeah. <laughs> so I would say to Bob. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but when you do break up, it is nice to get some attention from the opposite sex, especially if you were in a relationship where you weren't really getting that attention. So for me, like I broke up with my husband for what three days when we were dating but like i went out every night i was like looking for makeouts were you yeah i wasn't looking for women sex. are the I yeah women sex. i think when they break up do the make out thing like yeah. as many like people as you can make out yeah. like your tongue just like yeah that's because it's fun and it's like nice to be wanted again and yeah. you see that you, okay there is opportunity out there and there's other people who doesn't mean i'm not gonna be depressed the next morning after right. i go out but for that evening it feels really really nice what would you say has been your biggest epiphany through the whole thing and what would you say to guys that are going through it oh man i would just say don't get married in the first place yeah (laughs) i agree i i mean for me it's like i have i think what i have perspective on is not so much separating or divorcing after but it's more what marriage is and what your expectations of marriage should be i just think people should you know, you should really if you if a marriage is important to you, you need to work. You really need. I know it sounds like a cliche, but it's like you need if a mar- if marriage is important to you, you need to work to keep it alive. You can't just take it for granted. It's a dynamic living. Breathing I would treat organism. marriage like I treat my plants, like in my house. Like every like once a month, I'm like, oh shit, I need to water that. Like I realize <laughs> well, that, that I might touch be enough. It right, that might be enough. You've been in a relationship right for five end. years, yeah. so yeah, that's true. Um, and, and look, people people change, right? People grow over time. Yeah. People have different interests. Like, and I feel you know sometimes when we marry when we're young we, we might not be in, in the right situation true. like I, I look i have a secret life that my girl doesn't know about, this podcast right? yeah not this is podcast but you know let's be honest here i probably go in the bathroom and crank out to porn and she has no idea i do that right healthy but that's relationship like, i'm just saying like she that's, knows that's my secret man life right or my secret or i check out chicks and i think about boning other girls like she didn't know about that <laughs> she knows about she knows it. just uh, looking at you know everyone knows but i'm just saying like <laughs> like we have these secret things that over time could, the gap could just start yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah, for sure. And there's another woman out there who's perfect for who you are now in your life and the man that you are. Yeah, Jennifer Lawrence. (laughs) Yep, she's coming. She listens. She listens. (laughs) Exactly. Are you? um, 
Are you planning on, would you want to get married again? I know you just said don't get married, but would you want to get married again if the right person came along? I mean, you know, I really think that's the other thing about relationships and marriage and everything. I mean, you, you know, there's so many people put so much, get so much anxiety because yeah. they're like, I mean, women do it. Women, are, it's the cliche that women do, but men do it too. They're like, oh, I need to have a relationship. I, I need to meet these goals and check these things off my list. Yep. And I need to, this is what I'm looking for in another person. But really, I mean, I, I think organically you're going to find the person you're going to, if you're supposed to yeah. be with somebody, you're going to organically find them. Yes, you can be open to it. Yes, you can do things, go out, go on online dating to make yourself more open. But, you know, you can't just find the person that yeah. you're supposed to be with by checking a list It'd off, be weird you know? to, like, organically meet the person you're supposed to be with at, like, McDonald's where nothing's organic. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that happens quite a yeah. bit for many people. Yeah. Like, oh, you're back again. Yeah. Oh, I love oh, the big prize. I love you. I'm so into you. Can I su- would you supersize me? <laughs> exactly. So we have this segment that's called Analyze This where people write us in questions and we answer the questions. And I would love for you to uh, answer the questions I would love us. to answer them. Okay, wonderful. Some of these questions are really long, actually. I realize that all of the ones oh, I chose no. for this week are super long. But they're really good, so I didn't want to cut them down, okay? Cliff so notes. I know, but I, I don't like to condense them because... I think they're interesting, okay. and I think I think it's okay. Like when people call into Loveline and they get like two seconds to explain their story, and then Drew and Mike are like, "Okay, you you have an addiction, or you were raped when you were younger." I I I would always struggle on that show because I wanted to hear more so they can actually have solid answers. So this is the more it's a podcast. That That's what it's for. Exactly. We've got three hours. It's totally mm-hmm. fine. Okay, I'm a big fan of your podcast. I'm 25 years old and a short guy, only five two. I tend to let it bother me more than I should, and I'm also pretty shy and dislike attention. Who, dislike who dislikes attention? Well, when you're five two, you might be self conscious. Right, that's attention. true. However, I do feel called on for being handsome with good features, other and otherwise, for a lack of a less big headed explanation. So he's he's been told that he's handsome and he has good features. I have girls that I'm interested in and that I'm pretty sure would be interested in me, but I feel moderately inaccurate, inaccurate and insecure. I've had relationships in the past as a teenager and just recently got out a failed relationship of six years, only about one year ago. Oh, just like you. Um, I would like to be involved in the dating game and I'm currently working on improving confidence through working out, learning new things, and trying to socialize more despite having some various troublesome and social qualities. Should I move forward with trying to date right now or does my lack of self-confidence in certain areas ultimately disqualify me from having a successful outcome with women and or even meeting that special person? He, he's just got to have confidence. I don't, I don't How can you tell somebody to have confidence? I don't know. I mean, I can yeah. understand that just for short guys. I mean, it's it's definitely a, would be a thing for height, yeah. you know, because there's so much is placed on height as mm-hmm. part of manliness. But Honestly, when you see you see some of these guys walking around that are short and just got yeah. huge balls, you're like, you're not thinking any less of them. You, somebody might no. make a little joke like, "Oh, he's short," but man, if you can pull it off, nobody's saying shit. I, I, if you can own it and not yeah. let it like have you sulk, then yes, absolutely, yeah. you can you can conquer that. I My best to- friend's brother is like five foot three, and he's a insanely amazing musician, and he's got confidence through the roof. Is this Prince? <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Prince is really short. He sure is. He so is. yeah, the, like Tom like, Cruise, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. They're Mark, all. Mark's they're very all short. short. I saw him at the guys. DMV one day. I was like, "What?" Mo, yeah. Mo's short. Yeah. I'm five ten. Mo's like Mo's like four eleven. No, but look, I used to go salsa dancing, right? And the slickest dude in that joint that was spinning every beautiful girl in the world was this. Well, of course, you know, he's like Mexican doing salsa. Was he's like a be five short. foot, you know, Mexican <laughs> dude, but he had the most confidence. Look for this gentleman in particular. Look, obviously you have some confidence issues you need to work on. So go make friends with women, right? Don't go out there to sleep with them. Go out there to be their friend. You'll see that they're, they have confidence issues just like you. Everyone has confidence issues. Once you realize that you're in the same boat as everyone else, it's not going to be as magnified on yourself that you're yep. something different, you know? And that will also, you know, talking to women will just give you the confidence of, wow, like, this is a normal human being with feelings. I could handle this. And the next thing you know, that would be Fingers inside her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Just like don't join a volleyball league. Like that would just be my one piece of advice. Uh-huh. Why Sorry, do you have a like powerful a wrist? Well, then join something like bowling. But we don't have to be like concerned about... No, I'm... No. 
I, my family, none of us in my family are like super tall, so I think there's definitely a way. Because you're carnies. We are. We're totally carnies. Yeah. 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 yeah, but my dad's 5'5". Five five. He's very small, but he, you know. It's the way you carry yourself, the yeah. way you present yourself. If you believe in yourself, and like Eli said, you can't teach anyone confidence. Like Marnie's been trying to teach me now for like several months. It doesn't work. You have to get it on <laughs> I'm your own. I'm a failed expert. Thanks a lot, Kristen. <laughs> well, well, I'm very difficult subject. Fake it you make a thing, too. I mean, I really think yeah. you can. I mean, without, you don't have to be a dick, but it's just like just. Just, I mean, really, it's it, it really what, what's confidence, but just saying who cares? I mean, really, right? That's yeah, really yeah, absolutely. Is, you know? But you have yeah. to learn that over time. So here's actually a little trick that I'm going to give to you guys. Um, it, it's from a TED Talk that Amy Cuddy uh, gave probably two years ago at TED Talks. But it is a quick way to boost up your confidence, like literally twi- trick your body into being more confident because it alters your hormones, it raises your testosterone level and lowers your cortisol. This is so for men only. This is for men and women. Oh, so okay. you can do this at any time. So for two minutes, you want to hold the position of Wonder Woman, like how Wonder Woman stands, where you have your arms by your side, on your hips, your your broad shoulders and open. Like if you do it right now, you can literally feel like more energy going. I do enjoy you. watching you do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but like your your cortisol levels drop, your testosterone raises, and and that is a quick way to cheat gaining more confidence because you become more open and more comfortable. That is the first step. The other step is going and getting my program How to Become a Man Women Want, and it can walk you through the other <laughs> steps of how to gain confidence because for me I used to be the most socially awkward uncomfortable person in the entire world I was 20 years old I had a stroke because of this so I used to live in my head I used to be so uncomfortable horrible body language no no eye contact never speaking my mind and I took the steps that are in my programs um, small steps for the people who are short. Yes, exactly. No, I'm just kidding. I'm going to make as many short jokes as I can. Steps. Yeah, no, but those are the things. That you, you, if you work on one little th- like what I was talking about before with the small steps, if you work on one little thing each week, that will slowly build your confidence levels up. So I know you can't say to a person, like, just be confident, but you can learn how to be more confident. And it that's takes work. But yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that's what I would say to this guy for right now. Take three months to work on you. And then you can present yourself to others. And people. also do things that make you feel confident, that you're good at, that you feel yeah. comfortable with. Yeah. Like my friend's brother, who's the musician, he's amazing at it. So he feels really good about himself because he's immersed in it all the time. Yep. And cut, and cut the people out of your life that put you down and make you feel small. Like I think I think he's making not the best small. analogy. No, no, not I'm, I'm just saying. Like uh, when I had confidence issues, I looked at who in my life also made me feel like crap. But nobody makes you unworthy. feel anything. But the thing is, yeah, yeah it's something like this. Some, but nobody like, makes you feel something. Yeah, you allow them to make you feel that yeah, way, and that's a part of confidence. Of and so it, this is on his shoulders. Okay, hello, Small fabulous Marnie, Fusili, Kristen, and Mo. I re- what about me? And, and Eli. Guess. Okay. <laughs> and Thank guess. you. And Cammy, tw- or twin of Marnie. Um, I write with a ragu- rather singular issue. I'm a concert musician, oh, funny, violins, etc., and was the victim of a freak accident with a stage light a few years back. This now leaves me with a permanent condition where I'm fully functional, and there's nothing in my appearance to tell anything happened except that I have to wear a pair of sunglasses all the time. So that's freaking cool. Jack Nicholson does it. <laughs> as, I, uh, as, as now I can see in... Bondar, the experience. Yeah, there. Okay. As to how I look, kids in stores regularly ask if I'm Cyclops from the X Men comics. There's, oh, are they those big glasses? I don't know. What does that look like for Cyclops? Cyclops are like red goggles. Oh, that's kind of cool. Okay, there's a strong resemblance, same body type, hair, and very similar face. Now, I'm not a negative person. I consider the event to be one of the most beautiful things to have happened to me as if brought uh, as, as it brought self-realization. But there's always a difficulty really connecting romantically with women despite their very positive body language. I read your uh, blog. Uh, all the time um, I'm very intent on not projecting creepiness and am in fact an Alexander ooh, technique teacher so I have excellent posture but since women can't see my eyes I have a difficult time attaining attraction rapport I get very easily um, OSA and LCA are truly excellent practices by the way and, I've, oh, sorry, and I'm just like pumping myself up and have gotten me some, blah, blah, several blah. very enthusiastic uh, multi-hour conversations all this long permeable uh, to ask how how could I in a social situation successfully get through to the ladies despite not being able to see um, see with my eyes a variation on declaring the elephant perhaps this sounds like Best a movie Scott Summer yeah no, seriously uh, yeah. it does Cyclops listen dating. if Christopher Reeves can can have a wife and satisfy her he's I'm, dead this, I'm no I'm just saying like a guy who's paralyzed from the neck down 
was able to have a successful and happy but, uh, marriage. But what he's saying yeah. is that eye contact is a, is an essential part of uh, the seduction process and of actually connecting with people where it becomes challenging for him. I don't know what his eyes yeah, look like. But Speaking uh, of which, your eyes lit up when all that stuff about how he read your blog. Your I know, eyes seriously, yeah. I got so yeah. thin. Like, oh, <laughs> like I didn't she read through this one before. Exactly. Um, I, I would actually say that if you can't use your eyes in the same way, you can still have your face pointed towards a person yeah. and your body language and leaning in towards them. And your touch. That's yeah, what I was going to say. Touch, touch is, is essential. You could get those shades that have eyes painted on the front. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there. You there. could get like Bradley Cooper's eyes painted on the front of your shades. Exactly. Just, just put a mask on a Bradley Cooper. Like, <laughs> there's there's so, more ways to connect with women than with your eye contact. I know that, you know, not having that eye contact, it does ruin something a little bit, mm-hmm. at least from probably your point of view, you think it does. Um, but, but yeah, I think touch would be the essential. And the, and the body language of, of getting closer to somebody. When you are, uh, you know, doing LCA, with the, which is learn, confirm, and affirm with a woman. Um, it is leaning and it is touching. It is like tickling the side of her leg. It is brushing the side of her arm. It's maybe moving the hair away from her face. Because I don't, I don't hear that you can't see. I just hear that you have to have glasses on. So, he's not yeah, saying he's blind. Right, right. And many musicians, I mean, many, well, not just musicians, there's lots of blind people who have healthy, satisfying yeah. relationships. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's what I would say to do. Just work in the touch a little bit more and have your body language like be be your eyes where um, that's where you're connected. I'm like I'm like doing a ballet movement right now as I'm talking, but it's like moving in closer and showing her with your body language that you are connected and listening rather than just having great conversations. Hmm. I want to know more about the glasses. I just I know wanna, I'm picturing this. I know. Well, I brought up a picture. Oh, that's Cyclops. what it looks like. Well, that's interesting. No matter what, that's a good conversation. I would just say take off the glasses for like a couple minutes so the person can kind of see you. But I think no, technically you probably can't. So I don't think that's good advice. Right. But And he said, best Scott Summers. And he said, Mo will get this. Oh, thanks, Scott. What look, Scott, I, I do get Look, Scott, if you have confidence in yourself and you have faith, I, I, I think you're going to be fine. You I just, think you are too. Just, I feel like right now that you are kind of absorbed and maybe this is why they don't like me. So you might be slightly projecting that. Yeah, and, I also think you may not be don't. taking it to that next level either. Yeah, don't you know? Act like nothing's wrong, and 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 nothing will be wrong. Also, quit the classical music and maybe like join like a Lexi's yeah. yeah. Midnight Runner <laughs> totally uh, cover band. Or yeah, something, yeah. You know? Great suggestions coming from Eli. Fake so eyes. write a movie, make a band. And, and, exactly. Well, doesn't this sound like a movie though? It doesn't totally this sound does. like it, it could be a story? It like does. somebody could, they can't. He can't use his eyes. Right. He speaks with his instrument. He looks <laughs> like a superhero. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I like it. Okay. Hey. Guys, I'm writing because my problem with women is that I'm not sure uh, anymore what I want. I'll admit that I'm a very attractive guy, but despite that, I still have the same problems most guys have. I love when they Thanks say that. Thanks for admitting yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. I get yeah, so real humble. <laughs> I get so much shit for it because most people assume I should have no problem whatsoever. I have, so I have been out there in California for almost four years now through school and gone pro in all things but my dating life. Wait, have we read this one? Before? No, no, I just think we've had other arrogant okay. people write on. <laughs> <laughs> I should be dating plenty of girls. I found that I make up all kinds of excuses in my mind for why I'm not dating, such as it's just not my thing, I'm not ready, or she's not worth it. But I constantly look, I'm constantly looking in the back of my mind and the streets of Hollywood, unfortunately, where I live for a relationship. I know I want it, but I tell myself I don't because I am bad at getting it. Okay, so if I had to sum it up, the conflict, uh, I suppose I'd say the attractive, sexy man side of me wants to be a ladies' man. The opposing side of me wants to love, wants love, but struggles with women in everything from approach to conversation to closing to texting to the date and getting to sex. How do I get the confidence um, I sometimes have to cross over to when I need it most? I've recently begun listening to your podcast, found through Marnie's newsletters. Um, it's been great to hear women and Mo talk about relationships, and it's simply in for all the guys out there who simply weren't programmed with this information. Thanks so much and keep it coming. Sexy people have problems too. CB. <laughs> so it, it, I can't figure out if this guy is confident or not. <laughs> right, it's weird. Like yeah. Yeah. He should be a character. Like he is in this area. Yeah. He isn't writing yeah. emails. But he's saying, he say, that that is, not that it's like, you know, horrible for guys who have it all together to, you know, for people to think that they have it all together and they don't have it all together. But that is hard for him to struggle with. He's like, I'm confident in all areas of my life. But when it comes to women, to me, the confidence doesn't cross over. To me, it sounds like he might have a hard time connecting with other people or with women or seeing other people's maybe interests or points of view or 
I don't know. I, I think it sounds like he's just doubting himself. So actually, this is like a, a, a constant theme in the questions today and in our conversation before. It's when you think of things big picture, it becomes really intimidating and overwhelming. So that for you, if you're if you're wonderful in all of these areas, you always think, oh, I should be a natural at picking up women. I should be I should be the master at it. So you look like, okay, I'm here now, but here's where I should be. Instead of looking at all of those little steps in between to get to becoming a master. So it, it puts you off because you're saying you're having trouble with the approach with dates with closing with conversation that's a lot to work on so i would say for right now pick one thing to do so let's say it is approach 10 women every single day women you're attracted to or women you're not attracted to and just strike up a conversation yeah or maybe just go to a total uggo yeah knock it out of the park pick out that low fruit and just eat it (laughs) (laughs) but the thing is i don't think that that is what he's having issues with i think he could probably talk to those people he wasn't interested it's the people he's more invested in and feels the pressure to be able right. to talk well, to them. Look, he has confidence in these other parts of his life and yeah. he has success. And it sounds like what he's doing is he's putting women on this unattainable platform and yeah. making them these aliens that he just can't relate to instead of realizing they're just like everyone else. Yeah. women. And and I like your advice of just going to talk to women, humanize women, right? Yeah. Women uh, snort, they fart. They, they puke, they it's smell sometimes, they have the O's. I'm just saying, like, women have all those things that when we're, like, we're looking disgusting. for a hot chick, like, we, we don't it. think about that stuff. Every time I see a hot girl, I'm like, you know, she probably just took the worst shit ever. But and it kind even, of brings them down and humanizes them. And, and then I'm like, oh, I could go talk to her. But that's the thing. If that's what you need to do, yeah. then that's what you need to do in the very beginning. If you can create your own little tricks, like, yeah, borrow that one from Mo where you look at a girl and you think of five things that humanize her. That, like, she sh- probably took a shit this morning. That she's – or whatever you need to, to, to help you. And, like, yeah. usually so in the past I would advise against that. But for some reason, it is. They're, they're little tools to help. And then eventually you don't need them. As long as you don't get too fixated and you're like looking at her like she's you know a disgusting person that really does work i was i was nervous about coming to this podcast but i was sitting out there i was like all three of these people probably just took huge massive shit absolutely the lucky one okay yeah exactly (laughs) but it's true those those things really do help and like you know in the past i would say well you know you don't need to put somebody down in order for you to feel better about yourself it's not really putting someone down it's really just providing yourself with a tool that works for you so that's what i would say for uh cb is to you know that's your real name exactly exactly would be to you know picture women taking shits it's charlie brown it's oh, it is. Yeah. It is. But then, but then approaching ten women every single day and having it be your goal to get rejected and being okay. With and you, it. your mom and your sisters can't be one of them. Exactly, <laughs> unless they're super hot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that also takes. All right, one more question. Actually, I was going to make one comment to CB. I think that we should. Uh, just well, it's a comment to you guys. I think that we should do like a boot camp. Like an Ask Women Boot Camp. I think that'd be really fun. And I get to take the guys out and just get them hammered. And yeah, pretty girls. much. And like picture women going to the bathroom. Oh, that's awesome. The whole time. That's what you guys You could even put but a camera in the bathroom. I'm just putting the idea. <laughs> just to exactly. make sure they just took a shit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then you get confirmation. Yeah. Do you want to make out with this girl now? She does not wipe. Exactly. <laughs> or wash her hands afterwards. All right. Okay. Next one. Um, okay. I have two questions. Or one question. I'm not going to read the first one because that's just for me. Um. He was just asking me like when I'm a girl. Yes, you're on a date. date. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, what do you say to a girl if she says she has a boyfriend? Do you just deal with that awkward moment and walk away, or do you continue talking to her without letting it discourage you, or do you slap her like I feel like most men want to do? I think nowadays a lot of women, them saying they have a boyfriend. I mean, depending on the context, doesn't necessarily mean they're trying to dissuade you. I mean. Uh, what I'm saying is they cheat. So, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying I don't, I don't. I sometimes get the feeling when women say I have a boyfriend or I have a husband, they're not necessarily trying to dissuade you. It depends on context, right? right. I mean, sometimes they're like, um, I have a boyfriend, or but they're like, well, I have a boyfriend, you know, <laughs> but. 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 I could be open to things. Well, he talks about this one video on YouTube posted by some guy. He said to play reverse psychology on the girl. Ooh, you okay? Uh, and I'm say good. to her. Uh, what's it like being in the perfect relationship? This will get her thinking and uh, about how much she hates a relationship and say to the guy that it's not perfect. It's also, yeah. I read on one of the websites that you could say, oh, that's cool. Does he treat you nice? If she says yes, the guy will say, oh, I wouldn't <laughs> and continue the what? conversation. I read both methods on the internet. What are your thoughts? Uh, I don't like Jersey. when I don't like when guys do that. Cause I've been in that situation 
maybe like once. I don't know. I could be making this up. But um, that they've said something about my boyfriend. Like I've kind of said I have a boyfriend, which I usually don't do because I just get afraid that they'll want to punch me because I didn't tell him like five seconds into talking to him. Right. But when I do um, and they say something about him, I get very defensive. Like you well, don't that's know because him. you love your boyfriend. But if there's another girl who's in a different situation yeah. who may not be so happy with her right. boyfriend, yeah. this could be a great opening just, just, just to test the waters a little bit. Yeah. So going back to our first conversation from the top of the show, um, so if you did say something like this and she didn't jump on board with you, I wouldn't continue down this path to ask more of these questions. Yeah, she'd be like, my boyfriend's six foot eight. Do you want to keep talking? Yeah. Like I get started getting That's almost freakishly tall, though. Yeah, yeah it's exactly. really weird. Well, I wanted people to know that I was trying to say really tall, but like I didn't really so know. So what, what do there. you say if she, or what do you do if she says she has a boyfriend? Let's just say you're talking to a girl and she's like, oh, I have a boyfriend. This is what I used to always do. I, I'd go, you have a boyfriend? She'd be like, yeah. I'd be like, are you going to marry him? And then I'd know within a second if she was going to marry the guy or not. And if, and you know right away. Yeah, but do men want to get involved with a woman who like could potentially be like breaking up and listen? With their women just hang stuff. on to men until they find another guy. Like for women, I've realized it's really hard for them just to break up and not have another opportunity waiting for them because mm-hmm. they're just women out there who need a man. So I'd ask them, do you have, you know, are you going to marry this guy? And you'll know within a second. It's either if they go, well, I don't know, maybe, or I don't know, we talked about, you know, or they go, if they say no. Like, you know right away that relationship is going to end, whether it's a year from now, whether it's six months from now, whether it's tomorrow, it's going to end, okay? And then I don't bring up the boyfriend ever again after that because every time you bring up the boyfriend in the relationship, you, you keep on bringing whatever doubt, whatever problems are into yeah, that conversation. Yeah, you put that energy in I there. Bring but most women it, do say, it. Eli, I think, is being a little optimistic. I have to say that. Well, that's but just think, also my experience. Wow, the, you found some... Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Because normally, if a girl says I have a boyfriend, it means like get the fuck away from me. Yeah, yeah. But Usually, I'm just like, oh, are you gonna marry him? Oh, no, but no, I, but okay, see, I like that. Guys. Okay, so even so, these techniques that he's talking about in the YouTube video, it's not reverse psychology. It's using NLP, right? So it's um, what's NLP? Neuro linguistics programming. So it's so it's what's it like being in a perfect relationship, right? So either you can exactly what your question does, Mo. It gets her to be like, oh, it's not perfect. So that can take her down that path. But it gets her to you know be in that space where she is really positive. And so then you can associate the words that you say afterwards with positive experiences that get her to attach those positive experiences to you, which could possibly get her to cheat which is not a very good thing to do but um but but i'm just saying like the the way that i would say to handle it i i, I kind of like most thing if you want to be that forward but the whole thing is to not be discouraged by her saying i have a boyfriend you can either push her a little bit more and and you could even tease her just be like oh what would you think about him about you talking to me like this or like something else that's more playful and still sticking around for a couple more minutes and then deciding is she somebody that I actually want to put my time into? Do, do I think she's being serious about having a boyfriend? Or is there a chance? Or can she introduce me to her hot friends are there because she's taken? Is she going to be my wing girl for the rest of the night? Yeah. So, Or does she want to be double teamed? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. Her boyfriend might but, be nice. And, and, but don't be that guy that goes out to ruin a perfectly good no. relationship. Don't be that dude. No, exactly. Because that's being an asshole and a karma is going to come back to get you. Yeah, there's no, there's no point in that. But I think that's it for our analyze this. Well, that was great. Yeah, but yeah. thank you so much. Like you, you were like really honest, and thank you so much for talking so openly about you know your separation because that I, I you know I, I I think a lot of people who listen to this show are going through that same situation, yeah. and it's nice to hear somebody else going through it. It's tough. I mean, there's no bones about it. I mean, I've yeah. just always been really honest about it because. Uh, I mean, why not? You know, I mean, you can. It, it, it helps to share. It makes you feel better. You know, yeah, you share. without without being yeah, it's therapeutic without being like you know, broadcasting all my problems all over the place. Right, right, <laughs> you know? right. No, but right. I think it's really good. Like one of the main things that you said that you learned from is that relationships require work. And, and I was listening to an episode of you guys' podcast or, and, and I, was, I was hearing like, you know, you were talking about your relationship and the issues that you guys have. And, and you were talking, I'm talking, I'm looking at the two of you now. Um, and, <laughs> and it was just like, it's just echoes of the same. I think everybody goes through that in their relationship yeah. and it's just, you have to re- continually reinvest in the relationship if you want it to go on, you know, it's a compromise, and yeah. you know, 
But it's the same thing with your job. It's the same thing with your children. It's the same thing with your friends. If you're not constantly... With your hair, with everything. No, but it's true. You get a haircut every three months. Why wouldn't you do the same thing with your relationship? You have to take care of it. If you ignore it completely, it's just going to get resentful. Yeah. Same thing with your hair. Sorry, Mo couldn't relate to the hair I know, seriously. Do you feel left out? Sorry about that. (laughs) No, but it it, it is really true. But I think it's great that you realize that. lots of tang. Oh, yeah. Even with your bald head. So can we have Eli play us out on one of his songs? Yes. I'd love to. But well, first, tell people where they can get in touch with you, oh, besides well, I'm, Howard Stern. Well, I'm on Twitter, yeah. at Eli Braden, at E-L-I-B-R-A-D-E-N. It's very funny. Thank you. Um, yeah, I have a podcast called the Eli Braden Podcast. It's very different from this. It's kind of like a – it's very absurd. Uh, I would think it would be. I couldn't get any real guests, so mm-hmm. I just pretend to interview really – I, I well, I have Sir Paul McCartney as a guest. Oh, I love that. I have uh, Yoko Ono's coming up as a guest. I have. Uh, um, uh, is this like a Russell mini Phil Brand. Henry thing? Are you it, doing it, all the voices? It is very much inspired yeah, by yeah. Phil Henry. Yeah, yeah. I'm a huge I love fan it. Of Phil Henry. Yeah, um, did we had him. Yeah. Oh, did you really? Oh, that's it was great. Hilarious. That's great. Yeah. I think our audience got confused. That they're like, "What is going on?" Well, yeah, was he doing? Was no he idea. doing voices? I mean, he was he doing the woman? Oh, Bobby Dooley. Oh, that's great. And we were just laughing the whole time. I've always just wanted to be in a room with him while he. Well, he does that, like to see how. I mean, I know I've read how he does it, but to actually watch, yeah, it oh, yeah. it's amazing. You're just like, yeah. what's going on? There are some YouTube videos of him doing it. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I'll check yep. that out. Yeah, That's yeah, cool. yeah. Um, well, yeah, I have a song uh, I thought might be appropriate called "Single Moms." Ooh, about, uh, yeah, it's just about single moms. I so. love that. Okay, yeah, cool. so let's play it out. I feel like uh, Bill O'Reilly, when we say play it out, did you guys ever see that on YouTube? <laughs> no, where the text. I don't know. Art might cut this Do out. Do it live. Yes, do it live. Thank do you. It live. Thank you. I'm so glad Art knew that. Uh, he got a little angry. I'll write it and we'll do it live. That's that's the best impression I've ever I'll heard. I wish angry. you could hear him. Oh, I can't hear him. Bill O'Reilly basically didn't know what play it out meant on the oh. on the teleprompter, and he's like, "What does this mean? Play us out?" And so he's <laughs> like, "I'll do it live. Fuck it." I'll do it live. You like really? made it out. Yeah, it's like on YouTube. I'll uh-huh. write it and we'll do it live. Yes, it's so good. You got it down. I can yeah. <laughs> that is funny. Well, just while you're tuning up, um, check out new episodes of the Ask Women Podcast every Thursday. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Ask Women Podcast. And you can also send questions into ask at askwomenpodcast.com. And check out my sketch comedy videos on yeah. <laughs> See You Next Two's Comedy on YouTube. Like it. The end. We're gonna now hear some real comedy from Eli. Well, well, this is a, this song's for all the single moms who are uh, at home listening to podcasts because they it's very difficult for them to leave the house, right? And have a real you know we were talking about having relationships, going out, finding having you know finding men. It's it's tough for single moms, so I thought I'd throw them a little bone with this song. Single moms Seems like taking care of kids Is all you ever do But tonight I think you need somebody To take care of you That's why I brought some wine And I'm cooking up a romantic dinner for two And when your kids fall asleep I'm gonna bone ya a single mouse, they need love too, but what can they do? A social life could never be easy, besides, let's face it, most men consider single mothers damaged goods. But I'm willing to lower my standards, I'm willing to pander, I'll tell you that you're still as hot as when you got pregnant. Ooh, in other words, I'm willing to lie. So just take off those dirty sweatpants And give me a dirty lap dance I like the child-bearing booty When the child-bearing booty goes boom But I'm putting on two extra rubbers If I'm going anywhere near your womb I'm talking about your womb now A single mom's I'm willing to bone you That's right, I'm willing to bone you, baby Single moms I'm willing to bone you Oh yeah, I'm willing to bone you, baby Single moms I'm willing to bone you A bone I really want to fucking bone you Single moms I'm willing to bone you Just don't expect me 
to phone you. Thank you.